This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Omicron! Both of us hacking up. What the fuck? I missed a week with you and I didn't know how to start our show. <laughs> I know. You Can you believe? Uh, welcome to the Ajima Show. Here we are. The, the two hosts are back. <laughs> Sorry for last week. <laughs> Did it go good? It, Did it go well? I don't think so. I I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. Because, you know, you've been doing a lot of these solo ones. Yeah. And um, I, I, I haven't done much. So I, I didn't know what to do. And it felt weird. I started over a couple of times. Uh-huh. It felt crazy to me. And I I almost like, I couldn't even get through all the things. So I was like, I made a new segment called White Man Learns Korean. <laughs> and I taught Eric like a, like a piece of Korean phrase or something. <laughs> I was like really grasping for straws. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different uh, rhythm. To it's totally different because yeah. I, I, I was even saying in last week's episode, like I was talking about something. I'm like, I don't know how to talk about this alone. Like I want someone <laughs> to be here to like bounce this off of. I feel crazy. Yeah, it's a different anyway, rhythm. It's a lot welcome more back. Like, thank you. Oh my, I've been I'm, I've been crowned and now I'm I'm alive. Now I'm crowned. Crowned but not gone, bitch. She is back. back I'm back. back again. Wow. Okay. First of all, how was it? <laughs> We're dying to how know. How was it? How was it? How was it? It was fine. It was fine. I mean, I don't I'm fine. You I'm missed the whole episode. I missed the whole episode. I was, I was sick. I was sick. I was, I You're had sick. I was sick, but I'm fine. You know, like I. Um, you seem fine now. You're, you sound fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, but I'm also fully vaxxed and boosted. Um, so you had it light. I did. I had a really light. I mean, I will say. For me, anyway, that my reaction, no part of my reaction was worse than um, my reaction to the vax. Oh, really? Your yeah, reaction saying, to the vax was worse? Yes. But wow. for a shorter period of time. Right. So but For like a day. For like a day. And this was like three or four days, but nothing was worse than how I felt post Vax. Oh, I see. Okay, so it was light. It was three to four days. Yeah. You, you, you it felt like flu. Boom, mm. But like, like you were shivering. Yes, I was shivering. Were I you had sweating? Fever. Yes, for several oh my nights. God. Did you throw up or diarrhea? No, no. I had okay. diarrhea, but I think that's because I had dairy. I mean, I was very, <laughs> had a very mild case, Insult and I was, I was, I was also so bored, and like honestly, like because I wasn't doing anything, like. For the first time in my life, I like became very, I was very hungry. I was like ravenous. Wow. Yeah. Like I will, I had a whole bag of candy. That's weird because you hear COVID, people with COVID who, who are like, I can't taste shit. Everything is like, tastes like chemicals. Oh yeah, I could, or... I could smell too much. Oh, um, really? Because I, like, I, I mean, I was farting constantly because I had all the sugar and yeah. like, I was like, you know, not, I was just sitting around being bored. I, I'm like a pretty, usually pretty active 
I mean, you see me even when I'm chilling. I'm kind of moving around. I'm like a yeah. You're a, you're always in Doppler effect. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like you're like in a, two places at once. Yes. Is the particle being seen? I don't know. I'm I'm like a I'm like a well coiled spring. Like even in repose, you can see me tense. You know. Yeah. And I'm like always clenching my butt cheeks, my my core. Like I'm always. It's ah. not a chill energy to be around. No, it's never chill. It's quite yeah disconcerting. <laughs> No one's ever hung out with me and been like, yeah, that was chill. Like, it's always an experience. Yeah. <laughs> no one's ever like, oh, my God, I hung out with Unji. I feel so relaxed. <laughs> it was so easy and fun. No one's ever yeah. said that. But, like, but I was really tired. But I was, outside of that, like, I was, um, I was ravenous. So I had, like, a whole bag of candy. Like, not since I was, like, like a teenager getting stoned have I eaten like this. What candy? I got, I had like all this, like I went down. So every night I was totally quarantined my, for my family. So like my husband would Whoa. fall asleep. Yeah. So I was really bored and I was right. only staying in my bedroom. And how are like, you eating? Your husband was bringing you food? Yeah. Bring <gasps> me a tray. Wow. I would like, I would ping him and he would bring oh, it. It was like, it was like room service. Yeah. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. So it was like, that's what I mean. It was like, felt like being in a jail, but also make it a hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's prison, but you have your own bed. I have my own bed. I have yeah. a bathroom. People are bringing me, wow. you know, but I'm like totally confined. And um, so, but, but like I had, I had like salty ch- chocolate gummies. Like that's like, I like that, you know, I, but I, I haven't eaten stuff like that since in a long time, you know? Really? I'm constantly on that salty <laughs> combo <laughs> crunch. <laughs> Bitch, I'm in. I don't, I don't like. Binge eat that sort of stuff because oh, yeah. sugar makes me feel crazy. And then, so I the next morning I woke up and I literally like had like chemical burn on my face, like because of the sugar. Hot. Yeah. Oh my Isn't that god. Crazy. Oh the my most god. intense reaction that my immune system had was to refine sugar, not COVID. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? Like I well, literally. They like, say that, you know. I mean, sugar is worse than anything. I, I mean, really apparently, it's, yeah. but it's like it's like the same shit when they show you like they t- clean toilets with Coca Cola. It's like I, I mean, who cares? Like you know, toilets are disgusting. I, I mean, you know, my, and Coca Cola tastes good, but like I don't, I you know, it's like, <laughs> and your inside is a toilet. Yeah, exactly. So it all makes sense. I am trash, so yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> you but put like, trash in your toilet. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. <laughs> but I mean, like I like literally like all this stuff like here. I mean, I'm right now my face. You know why I look so chok chok Because all I have on my face is a. Uh, Aquaphor, because I've mm. like r- I like broke out in crazy rashes post this binge. Wow, crazy! Yeah. That's like the worst thing to come out of your COVID experience. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you love all the time alone. You were getting serviced by your husband, probably what? your son as well. He was probably bringing you stuff because he's a cutie like that. Yeah, I mean, I honestly was like, um, so I've been feeling fine for like the last like three or four days, and. I will say that um, there was a point where I was like, our friend Jack, who was also positive, she would, like had taken a, um, a rapid and she would, came back negative. Mm. Mm. And uh, she didn't she feel like, sick so, at all. She didn't feel sick at all. Oh, okay. I mean, she did, but then she got better. She oh, actually, okay. I feel like I, see, I, I mean, we had very we had very similar but very different. Like I had a fever and chills. Yeah. But she was very congested, so she was like had more a lot more discomfort. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were both very tired. I will say that the COVID fatigue is real. You're tired. I, I mean, it was a level of like exha- exhaustion that is like if you for people that are out there that are have been pregnant, 
like the kind of tired you get in the first trimester, like where you're just mm. constantly like want to take a nap. It's like feeling depressed, honestly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds like that's what it sounds like when I have the flu is like, yeah. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lay there, mm-hmm. watch some like stupid shit, eat mm-hmm. some chook and, you know, call it a day that's and then true. just sweat it out. Yep. Damn, but a couple of days, even going a couple of days. It's a lot. Ah, really, like, yeah. you know, and I'm knock on wood. I haven't had a I haven't had COVID. I mean, I don't understand how I haven't had COVID yet. It's crazy. <laughs> Literally careful. everyone has COVID. Everyone has COVID, yeah. This is well, like a, a different type of FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say it's kind of like getting HPV. It's like you're not fucking if you don't have COVID at this point. I know. Like, I guess I mean- I'm not fucking. Like, what the fuck? Because I don't have well, HPV do- either. Because, well, it's. I think it's also because you're you're doing like a lot of shows consistently, especially in the last. I'm two also weeks. very homebound. You're right. I, I yeah. Have, I have, You've I'm been living very a very. I'm, I've yeah. been very careful, and yeah, I I haven't like rushed back to stuff. Yeah. True. That is true. Uh, and and by the way, don't give me any credit for that because it's not because of COVID. <laughs> it really isn't. Like, sure, COVID had something to do with it, but like, I didn't really want to like reengage. Uh, with society in the way I was, which, yeah. which, which was in an excited and positive way. And it's also because, like, <laughs> you are better than that. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, maybe. I just, I, don't, I feel like I have less time for that. But anyway. Yeah. Because you're um, being successful. But it's like, I was, I did, that week I was scheduled for uh, five shows in four holy days. Holy shit. Oh my God. I mean, I was, I mean, I was tempting fate and, um, yeah. and I, t- fate was like, okay, don't Bitch, tempt me unless you yeah. want to fuck. <laughs> I'm going to knock you out. I, and I said, touche fate. And it was true. I mean, I, I will say that like at the beginning of the week, I had mm. a show at which there's a picture, um, floating the internet and literally everyone at that show, there were seven comics on that lineup, every single one, except for one. As COVID. Oh my God. And it was not that show. It was not that show. It was not that show? It was not that show. Because everyone started showing symptoms like much later. Oh. Do you think you could trace it back to your exposure point? Like, was there a night when you were like especially tempting fate? Or like, you were like, you know what? Fuck washing my hands, bitch. I'm going to sit on this toilet and I'm going to walk right. I mean, like, was there a night that like zeroed in? Yes, and okay. I will tell you off mic. Okay. I okay. <laughs> I suspect a specific person, group of people. Uh, yes, group. Okay, group of people. I'm interested. I have I a very group specific stuff. group of people. Yeah, <laughs> and I like. I can. Oh, I am almost certain it was these people. These ki- motherfuckers. <laughs> I already, again, I'm already like, angry. I'm already like, <laughs> I'm already drawing a face. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, I've been, I've been pretty careful, even if I've been doing shows. Like, I'm always masked and blah blah blah. Like, I've been pretty yeah. careful. And I feel like, yeah, I, like we avoided. both have. Yeah, I yeah. mean, even during the Delta, I was like very cautious. I canceled mm-hmm. shows during the initial surge. Like, this we canceled happened. our show. Remember, we were yes. supposed to go back to fucking DC. Exactly because of the Delta. I mean, like, honestly, Omicron swept Surged. through at a rate that like you couldn't even synthesize the news yeah. and assess your risk no. until it was literally too late. Oh, the bitch evolved and like, she's ahead quickly. of us. This is Raichu right now. Yes. Like, yeah, she coming for us. 
And it was like wild because like I would say like we were typically when the surge happens in New York, there's about two to three weeks before it hits the Midwest. Uh, yeah. And then after LA, you, it hits us last. Yeah. Yes. So I will say that like within three days of hearing about New York comics getting it, everyone's already getting sick in Chicago. Wow. That's wild. That's a, that's I mean, think about it. I mean, right now it is the 26th, right? Of December. Mm. Omicron, first case of Omicron detected in, in California, the December 1st. December, yeah, exactly. In 25 days, it's this shit has number... run through the nation. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's because it's mild. Yeah, and I think um, the, it's like way more transferable, right? It's not like... Yes, incredibly Before, remember, like COVID OG... Like yes. they were like six feet apart. Like this bitch was like, nope, you could be nope. in the same parking lot, hun, and yes. it's gonna go right up to your fucking nostril. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other part is like. But you know, okay, go ahead yeah. because I have a theory that, and this is based off no science. <laughs> we love this. But I'm gonna say after. <laughs> go go ahead first. Well, I was talking to my um, brother-in-law who is an ER doctor, and he was like, it just seems that it's like not only is it incredibly transferable, but like. Most people, it's asymptomatic. Oh, okay. So we're we're around spreading it. Yes, yeah. and you don't you're we unaware, don't and it's, that seems to be a lot more of the instance of it where it's like people are unsuspectingly, like it's kind of like well, that's like the best parts of the OG COVID mm -hmm. is that if you knew you could take your stuff out of the equation. Yes, but you wouldn't often know at the beginning. Well, I mean. <laughs> It makes sense. OG COVID came and was like, these are the rules. And we were like, no. And now they're, and then now Omicron's like, I'm still going to fuck you. Like, yes. you can say no all you want. I'm going through y'all. And, and it's true. People have gotten <laughs> all three variants. Yes. OG, Delta, and yes. Omicron. It's yes. crazy. And here's what. My friend um, who got OG COVID, her mm -hmm. toenail still pops off. She got OG, bitch, in March, right after I saw you for that little party we had, March 12th, yes, yes. 2020. Oh, my God. She got that original March one, and her toenail's still popping off from long, long COVID. That's wow. so crazy. The bitch is hobbling. OG, OG COVID is, like, the wildest COVID. The craziest. Okay. The craziest. Pre-vax, it's the craziest COVID. Damn. I'm glad, that it, I, I'm glad that it, that didn't touch me. Yeah, same. Because that one's because like long haulers seem to be. There's like psychosis that. happening. Yeah. It seems to happen. People are developing mutant powers, controlling yeah. the weather, like storm. Like it is crazy yes. out here. People are getting some insane Symptoms. things happening. Long, long, long haul. But that seems to be almost like. Mostly the long haulers seem to be pre-vax original COVID. Yes. I think, post -vax, that, I think you're right. Post-vax, post -vax, it's a shorter lifespan. Yes. Well, that sounds yes. good. That's great. <laughs> That's a silver lining. Okay, back to my theory based on no science at all. We love to... We, Asian Joe Rogan! Asian Joe Rogan! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move to Austin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of paying for roads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, I have a theory that because this is going through so mm -hmm. many people, yeah, at once that mm -hmm. this thing is going. I think going to like go through the people and maybe 
disappear. Yeah, that's sort of what happened to the... I mean, you know that the flu in 1918, the great Spanish influenza epidemic, yes, yes. that never went away. Like the current form of one of the flus that currently exists exists in the world is, is a that strain flu. of that. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. The, and the it original never went one. Away. The original one. Yeah, I don't think viruses go away until the hosts go away. And we are hosts. We stay hosting. I mean, like it's like <laughs> I, you know, like what else? That's sort of what they and the a total eradication of it didn't seem plausible post a certain point. It reached even an original COVID. So with the vaccine, it did, was right. there's not, and then plus with the vaccine hesitancy. By the way, I want to get tested again today. Let me tell you right now, the craziest spot was to be getting uh, tested because it's right. like all these people are there. Clearly, everyone there has either just had COVID or currently has COVID. <laughs> okay, and. Um, and I would say I'm listening to all these people go up and it is so many people whispering to the person because the lady's like, so are you vaccinated? And everyone's got to speak up because everyone's wearing masks. Yeah. And like 30% of the people going up are like, no. <laughs> and I live in a pretty like vaccinated zip code. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I think we're They're... close to 80%. So, so imagine of the 20% that remain unvaccinated that are at this testing facility. Yeah, yeah. 30% are there. Yeah. Are unvaxxed. Wow. And I bet a lot of people are lying. Yeah. I mean, whatever. The lady's face when I was like, she's like, so are you vaxxed? I was like, yes. Are you boosted? I said, yes. She was like, oh. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I do. You know what I I'm mean? doing the bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hate to say his name, but our past, our last uh, president. Yeah. He was on. Did you see that interview with Candace Owens? Oh my god! What a fucking. Did you see it? No. Oh my god! It was all over Twitter. You have to see. It's so fucking dumb, and it's so stupid. It's like the. It's a. It feels like an SNL sketch. Like that's when you know it's like beautiful, right? Because they're like, oh, they're head of satire. It's Candace Owens interviewing Trump, and basically doing gotcha journalism yeah to make him be say that he's anti-vax but trump's like oh no the vaccine's perfect it works like thank yeah. god the, thank god the, and she's like okay but masks are bad right he's like well masks help a lot actually that's yeah. you know and she's like but masks in schools are bad right because yeah. you know what does that look Choice. like that looks like china yeah. that looks like china right and he's like yeah, yeah, that, that that does look bad. But, you know, China has a better education system than we do. <laughs> and, this, <laughs> and Candace Owens is like, um, but it looks bad, right? Right? <laughs> She's like begging him, like, and he can't stay on message. Like, he doesn't know. Like, he's going back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to be? Like, not make sense? Not listen to the <laughs> Like, Trump the citizen He's is He's like, the, the news is the real, bitch. Yeah. Like, I mean, we love to see He's it. He's like, fake news. And he's like, no, everything the news is saying is correct. Yeah. Now that I don't have an agenda. And yeah. I don't really care about what the fuck is happening. I'm going to go back to the default, which is the truth. And facts. 
Oh my god, it is so funny. It is so funny. funny to watch her crumble. Like you see her the the light in her eyes go out. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so funny. It is so I haven't funny. I haven't been on Twitter. I've been that's that's another thing. It's just like I've been offline just because one, because I've been sick and I've been fine for the last couple of days, but then I like devoted myself to um organizing everything in my bedroom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I found like all this money from Saul's tours, like, oh like hidden from myself, and then you know what I what? mean. What? <laughs> that is you know what insane. I, mean? <laughs> I know. You know, like I like I'm always like this is the thing. Sometimes with Ton, I'm like, hook up with like like is I'm not even like I don't even know who like who I'm hiding it from, but I'm just like worried. Someone's coming it, for it. Someone's coming. So I'm I like, I like wrapped it carefully in a bunch of like, like humble, like fabric. Uh, and like Put it in. It's like, you know what I mean? This is like, like, like an Emin movie. Like, yes. Uh, like the, pr- the first five minutes of an Emin movie. And they're like, hurry up, get the pidan. You know, and there's like a gold chain from like 24 karat yeah. gold chain. And I, I'm weeping as I give it to my son yeah. and put it into his jacket and push him off with another lady. As yeah. I, I wave to him and then a bomb explodes. And I... <laughs> Toyota! <laughs> Title cards. Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready to get to kick-ass Koreans? Yes. It's time for it. a key. Yeah. yeah. All right, today's kick-ass Koreans. I have to actually mm-hmm. give it out to. I'm gonna do like a kick-ass Asians this time. All right, Whoa. there is a Korean involved, but I want to talk about everyone. All right, so okay. the Korean involved is Cherry Hill Mayor Susan Shin Angulo. Okay. Who, uh, in 2020 last year, became the first Korean American elected to serve. Excuse me, as Che uh, as the uh, mayor of Cherry Hill. That's mm-hmm. already kick-ass. That is kick-ass. That's amazing. That happened um, during the pandemic, so good for you. Yes, I know. Um, But she has been a very uh, vocal uh, participant and uh, cheerleader for a bill that's going around right now that has uh, made it through uh, both houses of state legislature in New Jersey and is waiting at Governor Phil Murphy's desk to be signed into law. And this law... Um, is uh, it, it was spearheaded by um, Connie Ilangovan. Sorry if I fucked up that name. Uh, founder of Make Us Visible New Jersey. So it's an Asian advocacy group. Okay. That uh, that chaired that like pioneered this bill, and this bill was it called Make Us Make Us Visible. Make Us Visible NJ. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. Uh, she, uh, along with Mayor uh, Susan Shin and uh, a bunch of other um, uh, lawmakers in New Jersey, are really pushing for this bill that would make it mandatory for inclusion of Asian American studies uh, history in um, K through 12 curriculum statewide. That's great. And it would become the second state to require it. Illinois, Illinois. is the first. That's right. Illinois was the first. And where they signed that bill is my high school. No way. That's right, bitch. Holy shit, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, when we talk about the Asian American experience, both of us are coming from deeply immigrant places. Yeah, I you know, know, but <laughs> your high school, that's 
pretty fucking cool that they I know yeah. I know it's really cool so the, the congresswoman that started in, in Illinois is actually from Glenview mm. and so uh it's like so they signed it and a lot of the uh schools in this area along like Glen I would say GBS GBN Niles West Niles North very heavily um Curry. Asian uh-huh. Asian American immigrants yeah yeah and also Assyrian okay does that include <laughs> Vernon like, Hills by any chance or no no, it's but that, okay. it's like that is more Indian. It's oh, like gotcha. very Southeast Asian. When you okay. go that far out, it's a lot more Southeast Asian. Okay. The reason I ask yeah. is because my partner used to teach in this school, and it was very Asian heavy. He taught orchestra, so yes. obviously it was all mostly Asians. Yes, and like two and like, like fancy it, white and girls. Incredible, incredible. Yeah, and they're incredible. He would always say like, <laughs> "Babe, the Koreans, they really know how to play." <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and it's, you know what it is? It's like, it's all the Oba emotional yeah. sort of stuff yeah. that like, there's, I remember that was like one of the things stylistically I would get notes on whenever I would do like competitions. It would be like, wait, what competitions? Emotive. Your clarinet? No, my cello. I play the recorder. Recorder. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Recorder. Yeah. yeah. Rude. But I play cello. <laughs> you play cello? Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. did I not For, like, know this? Yeah. For a long time. Wait, did you hide this from me? No, I, I don't know. I don't really talk about it. I mean, I wasn't You've that literally good, never talked about it on this podcast. There are people who've listened yeah. since day one, and you've never... <laughs> I for sure you know mentioned my, it, but I was... I, I almost said husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know my partner. You news? Okay. Uh, no, I, I, I'll tell okay. you offline. <laughs> okay. I, 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 what's it called? What am I saying? He's a cellist, and he's he almost went concert, but he wasn't good enough. So they said you should teach, and you're good. Good He's for very good, pedagogy. Though. He is good. Yeah, yeah. but you I play mean, cello, and you dad. never talked about it. Why don't you talk about it? Because because LB is so good. I mean, yeah, I played it. I played for um, I would say nine. I started when I was eight. Played it ten years. Whoa, that's a huge amount of time. Yeah. Oh my I mean, god. I told a sad story. Like I like sold my cello when I was trying to pay for school. No. Went to like a like went back to the cellist uh, cello company that <gasps> like sold me the cello, resold it to them with tears in my oh eyes. Oh my I god. Took the bus home. <laughs> this is why you hide money. Yes. This is why. <laughs> By the way, if that's not the opening shot of your feature or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that is it. How that's yeah. heart, that's heart wrenching. Oh yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty heart wrenching. Wow. To go from there to Did, like were you, my was your weird... dream to go concert? No, I was not that good. I mean, I was just I played in the orchestra, but yeah. when I would do this like competitions or whatever, uh-huh. it was always a lot of notes about like how emotive because you know like yeah. I, you move, you're doing closing your eyes. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like like if you imagine any Asian person singing karaoke, you know what I mean? <laughs> like <laughs> it's the same sort of passion. The passion, but it's just the appearance of it. Yeah, the appearance of it. (laughs) But you know, in terms of skill, very uh, like I'm not. It wasn't that good. But yeah, I mean, I I loved. I loved to play. I loved the sound of the cello. Do you still? I I mean, I love to play. Do you still play? How can I? I don't have a cello. You could buy a cello. What the fuck? That's not that hard to get. I don't know. I'm gonna buy a cello. Why? What? (laughs) What? Of course. Why not? You should buy a cello. I don't know. I think I would rather just like start playing the piano again. Oh, or that. But yeah, yeah. that's great. That you, I, I, I'm always so. Well, first of all, we have to move on with the kick-ass Koreans. But let's go yeah, get back to this topic. I'm sorry. Let's get back to this. This is freaking me out. Yeah, it's like, ah! 
You know how much the cello has symbolism in my mind because of Michael Cho. I know. My kindergarten never says. I cannot believe you hid this from me for five years. Anyway, we got to move on. So our kick-ass Asians make us visible in New Jersey. Illinois was the first. This would be only the second state. Uh, But there are eight other states that are considering bills that are uh, similar to this as well. Now, I wanted to read this little portion because this is like a, a sampling of something that none of this I knew. And these are things that would be taught in curricula. Okay. Mm -hmm. First one, Wong Kim Ark, the American-born son of Chinese immigrants whose landmark case established the birthplace citizenship. Mm -hmm. I never knew that it was because of this Chinese guy. I had no idea. And because of him, now I get to be a citizen because I was born here. That was not a thing till this law was passed. Um, It's very specific to like – people that look like us right that's i'm my mind is blown i wish i knew that if i was armed with that i think i would have been a lot more confident as a kid (laughs) i'd be like yeah bitch (laughs) well i mean and also it just gives you context for as an asian american for how you you fit yeah and what you you fit in the history of this place absolutely and and for this to be like Public school curricula. That's awesome. Another example, Patsy Mink, a third generation uh, Japanese American from Hawaii, first female of color elected to Congress ever, 1964. Mm-hmm. That's fucking amazing. And I would have, I, I wish I knew this kind of it's stuff. In, it's so incredible. So I've just like, as a shout out to you, uh, to this, it's a, an organization called Make Us Visible. Mm-hmm. And it's actually interstate, so it's like New Jersey. They passed now. Starting in, um, started in, started in Connecticut. They're trying to do it in Connecticut, mm-hmm. and now they're doing it in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Florida, <gasps> and and New Jersey. Come on, Georgia. So Georgia, Florida, Ooh. Pennsylvania. So if you're a listener, any of those places, check out Make Us Visible, whatever the state is. So it's either uh, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, Georgia, or Florida. At this point, right. and so you can help, you can help um, support those causes and those. Tis the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my guest, Korean. I know. I'm so sorry. I think, I think the fact that the reason why I don't know if we may have tried to mention it, uh, the it passing in Illinois, mm-hmm. but the reason why I never talked about it was because the woman who started is Chinese. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, okay good. Okay. <laughs> All right. My guest Korean is a business called Mama O's mm. Premium Kimchi. Ooh. Um and it's all one word, Mama O's Mama O S Kimchi. Uh follow them on Instagram and they are a kimchi like kit company. Okay. And basically it started as a accident and it's like <laughs> He just wanted this guy just wanted some kimchi, right? Kidim, ogidim, ogidim, and uh, his parents live a couple hundred miles away, as many second generation, first generation kids, you know, do. And all the stuff that was, especially if you don't live in like a major Korean market, it is hard to find kimchi. Yeah, um, it's even if you know in the Whole Foods or what have you, it tastes not good. And um, especially if he has to travel very far. So he asked his mom to teach him to make how to make kimchi. And now they've created like this kit that they can send. And then you can make your own kimchi now. 
Oh, wow. And I know. And so it's like supposed it's like very good. And it's also like this is the thing as the diaspora grows, you know, there is um, something about like, what is that thing where everybody gets together and makes kimchi? Oh, um, ginjang? Yes. No. Not ginjang. Everyone's yelling at the thing. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Anyway. Kimjang is majo. Yeah. So it's like a thing where typically during kimjang, like everyone gets together. You make many, many tubs of kimchi and you make many pyong and like you, you last you for a very long time. And in that process, you learn how to make kimchi yourself. Right. right? It's and like the, that to the, me. The techniques are uh, orally spread and yes. Yes. And and especially in each family, you have your own taste mm -hmm. of what how you like right. kimchi. People like, like the kimchi differently. People, people really yeah. do, you know? And it's like a What's your kimchi but My parent my mom, my mommy said like very fishy and tart. Fishy and tart. Okay. Yeah. I like um, fishy and uh, pre-ripened. Yes, that's how it is. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Once it so, turns, I'm over it. It's too much. It, even it's before much. it turns. Yeah. You know, like. When it, it is turning in the midst, yeah. is, is that gerund? Is it turning yeah. too much? No, too much. It's pre-turned. Too much. But you know yes. the shit they sell in white places like Whole Foods and stuff? All turned. It's turned. It's all it's turned. All turned. That shit is inedible. And the kimchi that y'all be eating, that's not kimchi. That's not kimchi. That's, that's like uh, the shit that they give to dogs. It's the stuff that goes into kimchi. Yeah, again. that's what it is. You, they cook it down because yeah. it's no longer good. No longer yeah. good. So it's like you are all having like leftovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're eating like the remnants. Mm -hmm. And so... Like for and that's the taste, and you learn that sort of orally. It's like a, an experience, mm -hmm. and so that's what this company cool. is trying to continue, right? Because it's not like just about selling a thing; they're t t selling the kit. Yeah, yeah, the experience, the experience, yeah. and how to make it, especially in places, especially as the diaspora grows and people are in places yeah, without yeah. any sort of other Korean community. <gasps> oh, which that's we are so fun! Of. If we, we were like hanging that. out with other Koreans, you know, like. Doing kimchi. It. Oh, that'd be so fun. So if you want to check it out and you want to listen to Ajima. Oh, as my you make God. This. <gasps> That's such a cool collab. <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> but it's like something that I distinctly remember and I feel like it is valuable. There's yeah. like stuff like opportunities like this for us to continue but and innovate. Yeah. Inside of like continue to maintain our traditions, uh -huh. I would say. You know what? You know, because I, I, I'm going to do true. this business idea, mm -hmm. Ajima show, but because kimchi's been done, and you know, kimchi yeah. is a little tough too because, like, especially if it's like white people or like people who don't have like who don't live in Korean. Like your refrigerator smells. And if you don't have kimchi yes. ningjango, forget about it. Like everything smells like kimchi. It's true. So like, I think uh, because we missed out on this kimchi kit, yeah, we should do a mandu kit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sit around, yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to Ajuma show, and roll some mandu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
We're just looking for some seed money if you want to support us on the Patreon. Oh, oh speaking of Patreon, you guys, hold on. <laughs> Happy holidays. But uh, speaking of Patreon, I said this last week, but you guys have to fill in your t-shirt size. If you don't do that, I don't know what to send you. I might send you, and honestly, this is the last episode I'm going to say, and Patreons, you guys are supporting, so I mean, I know you're listening. And I don't know I don't know if you don't care or whatever, but like, I'm just going to yeah. send you whatever then, whatever I think, um, you know, you, you are in my mind. Vibe-wise. Vibe-wise, no judgment, whatever, like all body types, <laughs> uh, you know, are equal. But like, I'm just going to send it because it's annoying me now. I'm getting, I'm Uh-oh. getting, yeah. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I can't, okay, it's Omicron season. I'm not trying to go into the fucking public USPS every fucking week, every day, to ship it's two true. things at a time. You know, like, I want to bulk ship yeah. this thing. So, like, I know I'm, like, screaming at our Patreon members. To- <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. But uh, give, me a, give me a break. To, I need to getting, send your stuff out. And we are getting close to the 50 before we raffle oh off God. the fake yes. facts. 50. We're almost at 50, guys. We're at 43. Mm-hmm. So the folks who joined from 40 to 50, we're gonna yeah. rap we're gonna raff, we're gonna draw one person via by random. You have very good chances. You have I one out of ten? That's fucking yeah. great. <laughs> That's really good. Alright, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Hey, by the way, I just want to say um, congratulations on having COVID and being open about it. Because there are people who are very like, you know, like ashamed of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So like I want. Ashamed of it. Oh, because people people might look at them badly like, oh, dirty. You know, something like that. this This is the reason why. You know, I, I was thinking about this. I, I have no shame. Like, I do so much stuff that is so deeply embarrassing. And I don't have shame. Like, yeah. I feel guilt. And I, I have, like, a different type of, like, shame about... I, I, let's say this. I don't have shame about stuff that I do. I have shame about what I am. Yeah, you have... And who you, I am. That, that is a deeper shame than... Yes. Anything you do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they say they say the difference between guilt and shame is that guilt is feeling bad about something you did or you do, uh-huh. and shame is uh, feeling bad about who you are. Oh, so yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I always thought uh, shame is about how you're seen by others, mm. and guilt is about your shame in the face of God. Oh. God, like you, it's like a moral judgment being. Oh, interesting. That you're casting onto you because it's somehow a betrayal of your Should... relationship and contract you made with God or a moral higher moral power. Oh, but I, what if you don't have that? Social. I mean, that's why atheists have no guilt. See, and the and they also say there, there's no atheist in the foxhole. Okay. You I got see it. How many people are suffering? Something. Yeah. Because you have to believe in your in each other. What something like what the hell is the point of anything? I don't know. I'm working on this like idea in my mind recently about how boomers may be the trash. 
like just are just trash. Like there's just something about like before you thought of that idea that boomers might be trash. No, no, no. No, I just I'm like I haven't fully fleshed I it out. I haven't thought about that's a no, no. Around. I know that they are, but why? But it's it's more about why, and it's very specific to what I I suspect is like. This is the thought that I had, and this is like the extrapolation about it is that boomers, before boomers, like people generally didn't blame their parents for stuff. Like boomers are the first ones that started to like openly defy and like, you know, like disagree and blame their parents for things. Mm -hmm. And instead of blaming themselves. Yeah. Okay. And, like, that's, like, a thing that has continued, except, you know, everyone's parents are, like, I mean, I know so many people have great relationships with their parents. And their parents aren't boomers. They're, like, kind of on the cusp between boomer and Gen X. Okay. So. I don't know. I just, I, I told you I haven't, I haven't flushed it okay. out. But it is something about that. Yeah. Like, there's something in there about, like. Not taking personal that, responsibility of your yes. own. Yes. Okay. I, I agree with that. About, I agree that that yeah. is a thing that boomers. And there's something about like not taking personal responsibility that means that there's a paucity of like self-respect, mm. a lack of character. Oh, wow. I, <laughs> I mean, drag them, I, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomers. <laughs> well, I was going to. Get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Well, just going back to the shame of it all or whatever. People, you know, BTS members have tested positive. Three of them. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Yes. RM, Jin, um, and Suga. And they, really? Suga tested positive uh, on Friday. Oh, my gosh. I'm like Suga. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah. And um, the other four members are uh, quarantining. And they're, you know, they're being very open about this. And they're telling, you know, everyone this because they want to get the word out and you know, the anti-vax thing isn't just America. That's everywhere. And, yes. um, you know, they're using their platform for that. So just wanted to give them a quick shout out for that. I mean, rates are everywhere sort of hovering around 70, 80. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Portugal is the most vaxxed and they're like at 80. Are they close? To, We're talking close about to like 90? first world countries. We're not talking about like countries that are like suffering from starvation or whatever. Or whatever. I mean, but in those places, like like distribution of vaccines is different. Yeah. So in like places where people, ha- there is a ready available group of vaccine, mm. like a, a shipment of vaccines. Then even it's in those places, vax. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's higher than like, I and, thought you know, we were going to be, honestly. Yeah, that's me too. Than, uh, I can't believe we're this far. It's way higher than I thought. But I will say that this like shame. I mean, I will say I understand it at the very beginning with o- original COVID. But also, no one understood it at that point. Yeah. With Delta, I don't think it was the same. I don't think the people should have had the shame about that because it's about contact tracing at this point. And also, given how virulent and how rapid and That's how what I mean. Like everywhere. It's just like, why not? <laughs> what? Why not get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I've been saying since the beginning of the episode. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> not I mean, going like, to Christmas I... parties, I guess. I mean, obviously, like, everyone's taking care. I just don't understand at this point. Mm -hmm. We've all been living with it for almost two years now. I think we can cut everyone a break. Yeah. I I personally, I I will say that both of us have really gone through sort of the trajectory, like, of a feeling since the very beginning. Like, 
basically, we are at this point who we hated a year ago. What do you mean? Going to store, like being out, seeing people. I mean, small that, groups, there's a huge like difference doing... between a pre-vaccine world and a post-vaccine world. You got, you sure. know, you have to admit, but, like uh, but, the whole point course. was to get to herd immunity. It just didn't happen, you know, and that's why we At are all. incurring all these yeah. fucking variants because we can't get to a fucking herd mentality. Um, we we just all feel like individuals and we all feel like self-important. So like, of course we can't get to <laughs> a herd immunity because we don't care about other people really. I mean, and we, and we, but we do, I mean like you and I personally, just speaking for ourselves, like I feel a certain level of like personal responsibility sure. to others. Yes. But at this point, I think that we're also navigating our risk assessments mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're assessing risk differently than we did it a year yeah. ago. And it's like, and that's what I mean. It's like, I feel like uh, I've, I have really learned a lot of um, giving people grace in that time. And like, you know, reflecting back on like how angry I was at people. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, they were assessing risk differently. And, I, you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't think that like not getting backs or anything falls in that line. Oh. But it's like some people need like they were just like I'm at home, but I want to go to a restaurant. Yeah, I mean I don't care you know about what that. I mean? I'm talking about like people who are yeah. like fuck wearing masks and like spitting on people who are wearing masks and shit. You know, like it's yeah, that's insane. That's what I mean. Like there are things yeah. that we can all do baseline that we just didn't do. Yes, and that's yes, and that that really frustrates me. That like it's it's that feeling I've always had where I'm like. Oh, when me and my cousins were hanging out when we were young and my one of my cousins, he's the like one that would always get into trouble and like get us into trouble. And because I'm hanging out with them, I get in trouble because of this fucking kid. Oh, yeah. And I'm I'm an A student. You know what I mean? As a matter. (laughs) It sucks. I get like sucked into the thing. So like this feels just like that. Like I'm doing everything right and I'm still fucking getting in trouble. Yeah. It sucks. But at the end of the day, besides being able to just up and go to Paris, mm-hmm. I don't actually, I'm not really that, um, I'm not missing much. And, and maybe that's an issue, uh, but <laughs> I don't, I honestly don't feel that bad. I mean, may, I, I get to work from home, which is great. And yeah. I get to see my friends who I see, mm-hmm. which I, that's how it works in LA. We don't go out to bars or we don't go out to random yeah. places. Like we, it's an invite only type of thing. Like you. Oh wait, by the what? way, speaking of LA friends, yeah? I found an edible from six years ago Whoa. in one of my drawers that I was uh, cleaning and organizing. Oh my God. That I gave you? Oh, that no, you bought? No, I think that like, a fr- no, I think someone gave it to me after I gave birth. Oh, wow. It was like, I think you'd really like to chill. And I like, I left it in like this drawer because uh-huh. it was right next to the breast pump machine that I found <laughs> along with soiled bras that like oh, had like, my you know, God. rusty uh, <laughs> No, uh, why? <laughs> why isn't your husband saying anything? That's even more concerning. <laughs> well, you know, when you what I had done was I gotten like an old sports bra, cut out holes, little holes around the nipples, okay. and then I would put in the breast uh-huh. pump while you were guys. like um, working out or something. No, because then because then you don't have to hold them. 
that you don't oh. have to hold the little bottles. Oh. So I just would stick it in and then it would hold it because it was like a tight sports bra and I would like snap it in. Oh, and so, wow. so it would hold it in. I, I made it myself. Oh, wow, mom hat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But then you know there was like crusted. It was like milky, so it was like you know crusty oh breast milk. Your I, like, son is five up. years old. <laughs> I know it's so that old. That is so crazy. This bra, like this bra, I was holding its shape. It was crazy. Anyways, I found this edible next to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I think if someone like like an improv person had to have given it uh-huh. to me, been like, oh, I think you're gonna really like this, and I never took it, obviously, but I took it, and I was like, this is fun. Wait, it, <laughs> it maintained its potency? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh, yeah. that's crazy! That's awesome. Whoa, I'm so impressed. So I've been taking by edibles. Now. I've been taking edibles. <laughs> so now you're taking edibles. I've been taking edibles. Oh yeah. well, welcome. Good for you. Yeah, it's chill. And I think it's because of the ketamine. That you're able to? Yeah. Because I think before, if I had taken something like that, I could see myself very easily um, kind of drifting off into anxiety and a lot of like concern and like like too many thoughts Mm -hmm. cycling and cycling, cycling, cycling. But because I have this ability to like move on, I don't, I do one cycle. Okay. You guys, I do one cycle you do one now, loop? maybe two. Wow. I do one or two. Wow, that's and great. And then I let it go. That's growth. Isn't it crazy? Bitch, I told you about ketamine. <laughs> Remember when you came to the, you were like, I don't know. Yes. Am I a bitch that needs ketamine? I'm like, yes, you're a bitch yes. that needs ketamine. <laughs> the fuck you mean? Do you want to like what you're doing or not? <laughs> Isn't that wild? It's wild. Though? Congratulations. Yeah. Thank I'm so you. happy so for you. you guys, if you're someone that is like thinking about like, I have been in seven years of therapy. Wow. I'm on Zoloft. It's not working. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Ask your, ask your physician about ketamine today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you or your cat want to be tranked tonight? <laughs> Side effects may include. <laughs> Euphoria? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But um, if ketamine's not, if if you suffer from X Y Z, ketamine may not be for you. And yes, Peter and I are getting (laughs) big ketamine. Okay, so let me ask you about ketamine because I'm very interested and I'm very um, Mm -hmm. intrigued. So yeah, do you find yourself when you're not going through ketamine therapy in that Mm -hmm. dorm room or where the fuck they're placing you these days? (laughs) Do you feel that like den of inequity? Yeah. Yeah. Padded room for the soul. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> here, have the colonic here. Yeah, for your psyche. Um, <laughs> yeah, so do you feel like in between those therapy sessions, do you find mm-hmm. yourself like wanting ketamine more? Or are you are you no. just like the next, are you till the, from session to session, are you not thinking about it? I am not thinking That's about amazing. it. That's amazing. I don't think think that they specifically do not give it to people with addictive person or like addiction issues okay and i i'm like i am on the cusp me too like 100 percent. my psychiatrist and my therapist were concerned okay like i am right on the cusp <clears throat> of like someone who may not be an ideal candidate mm-hmm. and um one because of my addictive personality uh like a bunch of a host of like my medical history and the concussion i just had like all that oh stuff God, make me not an that. ideal <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> like not an ideal candidate. So they were worried, but um, I, you were. I'm not thinking about. Okay. It. I'm really not, and I'm That's also relieving. not someone that. But I will say I'm also not someone that craves that feeling of like being out of control. I'm not someone that craves that sort of Does it of like feel like you're out of messy. control when you're on the therapy? No, but you have you don't have control. Mm. Like especially if you reach the next level of it, like it's you're tripping. You're tripping. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have that so I don't, don't have, have that control. um lust for tripping. Like I enjoy yeah, it like, as a therapeutic experience. But exactly. I'm not every day waking up being like, damn, I wish I could see color in a different vibrancy. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't like to be that like type of fucked up. And yeah. if I've ever been that sort of fucked up, it's been an yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, and like, you know. You still had fun, I, but I, like, you did not provide I, consent. I was not seeking yeah. it out. Like when I, I mean, the only time I've ever done them was when I like bought DMT. Um, but like every other experience I've ever had like that, like I smoked PCP. That was an accident. Wow. You know, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough when you don't yeah. know you're smoking PCP, smoking PCP or DMT yeah, or any, like, anything really. Yeah. But, <laughs> wow. but I mean, that's the thing. I'm not drug averse. No, yeah. But it's like I'm not. I'm not someone that typically you're seeks out this type of experience. For like uh, for me, no. the the thing that almost took me, I will, besides cigarettes, of course. But yeah. Um, that almost really took me to the edge of like, is this a abuse? Was yeah. cocaine. Oh yeah, for sure. Same, yeah. same, same. Cocaine same. was the only one where and, I was like, I can see this turning. Like that kimchi at home. But that's, <laughs> yes. It's already turned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like cocaine, for example, one, it's very incredibly mm-hmm. addictive. Two. Incredibly. <laughs> two. Um, the sensation you experience is not a loss of control, right? It is an experience where you are first. You have absolute control. You are control. perceiving things yes, absolute yes. control, and that is, I mean, that I can see myself really yes, seeking out. Absolutely. This is I have no interest yes. in. I had active disinterest, yeah. and so um, you, I'm not, I'm not seeking out that feeling, and I will say that, like, I actually found myself drinking less in between that does happen when you trip yeah like i just i have so much i also um you found myself like impulse control was much do you smoke less cigarettes so yes that was a huge thing when i was tripping is i didn't want to smoke like that ding 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 that things happening in your dopamine center or whatever that's like hitting it like when you it's like the same thing as when you like um, hit hit the lottery or like when you win something yeah. like gambling it's the same thing 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 that thing do you understand that's the only time so I've only gambled mm. once I went to the casino one Which time one? I uh, I went to Caesars Palace in Vegas in Las uh-huh. Vegas yes and I was we were walking through because my brother-in-law lived in Vegas and so we we're just like looking mm-hmm. at stuff I had no impulse to gamble mm-hmm. my brother likes to gamble but he didn't because he knew that his brother and i really don't enjoy it but we were walking through the where all the slap machines were and i was like you know what i sh- we're in vegas why not throw a coin in i'll I've, yeah throw a coin in i had a dollar and i went to the penny slot and i guess i was only that was the lowest thing he's like here try this penny slot i put it mm-hmm. in a dollar and it, i pulled it pushed mm-hmm. it once 
And then it went going ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, I had no idea what was happening. The number just kept going up and up and up. And my brother-in-law is like, I can't believe this is happening. And then I realized that it's because I'm starting to hit 100, 200, 300, 400 dollars. Off of one dollar. And I started jump off one, one penny. penny. It's a penny slot. But I put in a dollar. And I'm, I started jumping up and down. And as I realized what's happening, and people start to gather around me because I'm making yeah. a lot of noise. And then like everyone there's like, oh, it's just like it's a penny slot. Who cares? And they start walking away. But I won $487. Wow. Incredible. That's the only time I ever wow. gambled. Because you I saw literally what could happen. I literally took yeah. the voucher and I looked at my husband and I said, This is a dangerous yeah. feeling. <laughs> This is a dangerous uh-huh. feeling. And I was like, we have to blow this money yep. immediately. And we all got, went to the uh-huh. buffet and I spent Im- all of it immediately because it was, that was a dangerous feeling. You spent feeling. $400 at a buffet? How? At the Caesar's buffet? What are you talking about? It's like $150 per person. Is it? Oh, oh yeah. I had no idea. It's like the most expensive, one of the most expensive meals I've ever had. It was like prime oh, ribs, wow. sushi, like... The good yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very nice. Okay, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm always eating at. <laughs> I mean, what I'm do you always mean? eating at like the 1999 buffet at the Mirage. You know what I mean? I'm doing cheap. No, 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 I no. Mean, you won money. Like, That's different. That. I won wow. money. I won money. So you saw. But it was felt you saw. So it. Dangerous. That's how I felt about cocaine. Like my last bag of cocaine that I bought, um, yeah. last week was a. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Who cares? But <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. But. I did, I, yeah, yeah, and same. because of fentanyl, um, it's, it's, it's done for, for me. me. And for me, I have no interest in doing any powder. Yeah. Like, if, if with I fentanyl, can't see, I have no interest in any yeah, sort of powder. No, 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 no. That's not yeah. happening for me anymore. I, I, it's just yeah. like I've aged out of it. And, and for those of you who are doing it, Thank fucking God. be careful, but I'm not, you know. Get the strips. Yeah, yeah. There's like tests and stuff, right? Test. If they're all free, go to a place. If you're taking a powder yeah. drug, I will say, as someone who's almost 40 and has crazy sinuses, can't I have no it. interest. No, I, I'm out. No. I'm out. I used to be someone who like loved that like basic drip that would come, and I'd be like, "Ooh, yeah!" Like recycle it's it. It's the reason why I love gin. <laughs> the ju- not the juniper berries. Because <laughs> <laughs> gin tastes like drip. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Way better. Way better. <laughs> Way better. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? The drip was uh, like if you. The, you know, there was one time. I know. I know. We're, we're like. N- Really off topic. Trigger warning for anyone, anyone that has yes, addiction please, this issues. Is sorry. But I, yeah. when I was at Second City and um, things were coming to an end, obviously, I yeah. remember being in like such a low point. I mm-hmm. was like, hey, mutual friend of ours, give me some yeah. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> mutual friend of ours. <laughs> I know exactly yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about, but whatever. And he was like, oh, because he, you know, rich boys always get the good stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got him, I got some from him and we went um, and did it. And like, it was like an early night for some reason, right? Like it just like some yeah. nights you just like, it doesn't go that, you know, hot. No. So I'm like, ah, whatever. And then I go to uh, Old Town Ale House and yeah. no one was out. So I was like, okay, I guess I just have this bag of cocaine. Like what yeah. the fuck am I going to do? So I just yes. went home and didn't do anymore, right? So I was like, all right. It was cuz it was wow. like early, right? Yeah. And then the next day I it was in my pocket and I was running to work mm-hmm. late. It was like a Saturday night show or something. 
And sure. the cocaine bag is like burning a hole in my jean pocket. You sure. Know? It's just like, come yeah. on, come on. Just, just do it. And I'm like, no, there's like, there's two, three shows, you know, that I have to do on a Saturday night. Yeah. Boom, boom. And then the second, the third act. And yes. at that point, it was just like in my pocket the whole time. And I'm just like taking it on stage with me. You know what I mean? But not doing it. Because you never know not when you might have to do it. But like just holding it. <laughs> like during a yeah. blackout, like in, in between a transition, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was just like, you know. It's a secret just you and someone from the uh, one uh-huh. person from the audience exactly. can share. <laughs> and then, so I made it through to the two shows, back to back shows. And then sure. it's the improv set. Late night. And I'm like yeah, yeah. so improv proud set. of myself. The late set. The late set. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? It's improv. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll do a little bump, and I've never yeah. performed. I've always done cocaine on like party mode, you know. Sure. And I do a. a yeah, I mean, I don't even really drink before. Oh well, yeah, I I I barely. Yeah. I was never. But I I yeah. was truly at the end of my career there, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Sure. And I did a line of cocaine in the bathroom in the Second City bathroom. Wow. And I'd go out to do the uh, improv set. And let me tell you, it was the worst improv I've ever done in my life. I was screaming. I was sweating. My eyes were like bulging. And you could every you could tell, like the whole audience could tell, like this is this mother. And it's the only, if we were all on cocaine, like some of us having yeah. fun, it'd be different. But I was the only one, and it was so obvious to everyone that I was like completely fucking high doing this show. And I hated every single moment of it. It was the worst possible thing to do before an yes. improv set. But I will say I have done cocaine before stand-up. Stand-up. And I crushed Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we like stand-up. Because <laughs> improv is fun. Improv's fun, but you have to be too, like giving mm-hmm. and cocaine's not a giving uh vibe it's a collaborative yeah. experience cocaine's a me me it's me look at me yeah. i am god yeah. yes it's a it, it, it like it truly uh tickles a very specific type of neurosis you know deficiency dysfunction in That's both it. of us and in most yeah. people whereas like improv is like i will say this knowing how it sounds okay Give it to so us. don't Give come it to for us. me but like improv is truly like it's what's beautiful about it is it's spontaneous collaboration between willing participants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, it, it's a spontaneous moment of joy and creation between a bunch of willing participants. It's play. That sounds like that's play. That's yeah. peace in the Middle East situation. <laughs> like that's, that's like utopic. a fucking world. Like that's utopic. Like if everyone could fucking yeah. do that, like if worldwide we could have a spontaneous moment of collaboration between willing participants that's why we hate it (laughs) i mean it's truly that's like that's what we just described is utopic it is truly that's world peace shit and we could it's it's really cool it's just not for me and i you know what it is i think i'm just over the hump of that and playing with adults on stage I'm I'm okay playing with adults off stage. I just yeah. when I play with adults, I want to be at a table around a, a settlers of Catan. 
Like, I don't need to <laughs> pretend on stage anymore. Well, how about this? I mean, the actual origin of improv was supposed to help like traumatize World War Two refugees. And yeah, and orphans and stuff. So like, if our parents oh. had been allowed oh. to improvise, had been ex- allowed to experience this sensation that Oof. we describe of pure joy of of spontaneous collaboration between willing participants, if they had been yeah. allowed that. You and I would be radically different people who would probably enjoy improv. We would enjoy improv. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I do. I'm not saying improv's not good or fun. I love improv. I, I love the idea of it. I love, I love doing the it. ideal of improv. Yeah. I do not like a lot of it. A lot of what comes along with it. I think there's a part of me that is just simply too cynical. Same. It's too... To simply I'm not corny. Yeah, let it go. I'm, like I'm not yeah. at a point where I have enough joy yeah. to give to you. <laughs> yeah, to <share>. exactly. <laughs> There's, I, don't super, I don't have enough. I only have one. It's not like we're doing stand-up because I want to take the joy from the audience. Like every time they laugh, yes. I get to bathe in it. They give they give me a bowl, and so my yeah. spoonful of joy gets to dip back mm-hmm. into the bowl of cereal and the in the bowl yeah. of pop. <laughs> And I get to have more pop because one spoonful of pop means that you have to take tiny little bites yeah, of that yeah. spoon. I wish I, I, I was at a point, whatever. I wish I could get to a point where I could really unironically improvise again. Yes. Earnestly. earnestly. I wish I could get to that point level of internal <laughs> joy. But right now, I don't want none of you on stage with me. <laughs> I've only got a spoonful. There's not enough juke for us all. It's the scarcity <laughs> mindset of the soul. Like it is, I I feel scarce of joy, with joy. I mean, you know, my mom, my mom made me pop juke, you know, and I, and if you know about juke, juke is like takes a long time to make. Like it's not You're hard. A long it takes time. a long time. It's a long time. And then pop juke is this very even more like special thing. I don't know why she made it. And she also made me chat juke. Mm. Like, my mom made a lot of juke. She made many, many guys. She's very worried, you know? That's like the mom thing. Like, you know? That's the love language of moms yeah. is rice yes. porridge. <laughs> but, like, she, I didn't know how much she brought because I don't, I'm not seeing anything. And I know how long it takes and I know how much my mom would give me, but I was just worried that there wouldn't be enough. And so, like, I was talking about this juke with my husband, like, you guys can't have it. <laughs> this is mama juke. Yeah, this is yeah. my juke. And my mom made me yeah. this juke, and I'm getting emotional. <laughs> and he's like, there's so much juke. And I'm like, I, who would want, who would want juke? juke anyway? Who's looking at your juke and going, damn, I can't wait to eat that porridge? Like, no one's. No. My son. <laughs> <laughs> well, you my are resentful of your son. wanted that chat juke. My son wanted that chat juke <laughs> Why? so bad. Why? Because you were eating it? No, because he likes oh, that. Oh, really? Oh, he likes chat juke oh, a lot. okay. Well. Like, mashichana, like, with, like, changinam. And, like, if you have had chat juke with changinam and then a little bit and of And you soy just sauce, didn't like, want to share with him? I didn't give him enough because I know chat juke is hard to make. <laughs> It's expensive, you know? Like, <laughs> All right. Well. 
I mean, that's what I mean. I, I'm not no. healthy. You're not at a great place yet. <laughs> let 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 the K just run its system for a little bit. <laughs> Well, I love that but update. I, I love that, that update. Been, yeah. that's, that sounds really cool. But it was it was nice to be able to see myself let go. And I, you know, it's like it kind of, you know what it is? It's like my mind got to write morning mm. pages. Like, if you know, when you do morning pages, I have found that like whatever thing you wake up, because I like, Matt, like I would say that I wake up with a lot of rage. Rage. Okay. Yeah, like I wake up sort of pissed. I, I have in my life woke up with more, much less so now, but I have woken up with a lot of like grievances mm-hmm. and rage and anger and resentment, like everything along that spectrum. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. But if I do morning pages, I get mm-hmm. it out and I, it's sort of like a thing where it's like a cleansing feeling. Sure. And I realize how small those feelings mm-hmm. actually are. Yeah. And but like I that's like what my mind has done. So like I don't have to reset that way every morning. I wake up feeling like that already. And so my oh. morning pages feel like I'm already moving in a different direction immediately. Okay. So it's taking care of the initial wake up wake up yes. rage. Yeah. <laughs> You know what they say, that old saying, rise and rage. Uh, well, I'm happy for you, and we are happy for you, and please keep us updated on your journey. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and it's time for AMA. Morago! Morago! <laughs> What's our question this okay. week? Okay. This week it is I was I've been thinking about this. This okay. is why my question is to us. It's um what is the most what was the most important piece of quote unquote art or content or you know art, I will say, to you as a child? What was the most important, like the most impactful? piece of film cinema art like something that made you think as a child for the first time as a child wow. because there's stuff like as a young oh, adult I know, like it's I know, a teen I know. yeah well for me as a child i was really shaped yes. by diary of anne frank it was <laughs> what Because she was in a closet. She's not in a closet. Like, what She's is in it? a fucking attic behind a secret <laughs> staircase, a bookcase. Um, I I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was very early on obsessed with the Holocaust, and yes, I when I read Diary of Anne Frank in the fifth grade, it was a class mm-hmm. reading. We all had to read it. Yes, and of course. I just thought. Everything she was feeling, I was feeling. You know, like, I finally felt seen by this dead Jewish okay. girl from 1943. You know, like, mm-hmm. not only was she hiding, I was metaphorically hiding as a gay boy. Yeah. Um, she was boy crazy. And she was constantly yeah. th- talking about boys and and needing to um, 
be quiet. She was always being told to be quiet and to be, um, to be smaller and to be invisible. Uh And that was how I felt. And I, I remember thinking that this girl is, I finally, someone understands how I feel. And I had never really seen anything or read anything before that that really hit home to me in that way. Um, as a child, I didn't really read a lot of stuff. Like, I, I was reading fantasy. And, oh, what am I talking about? Chronicles. Um, no, no, no. no. Dragonlance Chronicles. Um, Dragons of Autumn Twilight. That was That was okay. the defining piece. Yeah, you got that was it. it. <laughs> and for me, well, both of them, the Dyer Van Frank, I think I retrospectively really was like, oh, shit, I, that, that's attached to me in a weird emotional way. Uh, Especially when you learn something like that in school, it's like really yes. profound. But something yeah. I found on my own non-scholastically was uh, Dragons mm-hmm. of Autumn Twilight, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. I was introduced to it by my friend Esther Lynn, who I had a huge crush on, and then she kneed me in the balls. Yeah, that's, oh, that's her. Right. And now, yeah, she, flat, now yeah, she's queer, this, and yeah. everything is where and when it needs to be. It needs to be. It's perfect. Yeah. But she introduced me to it, and I play D&D with a lot of um, kids who are now all queer. Um, and Right. I remember when you told me that. I was like, that's wild. wild. It, you took, it took my it's breath so away. It's so crazy, and it makes sense yeah. now. We all were like mm-hmm. not cool <laughs> and we wanted to like role play. We really right. wanted to like get lost in gender bending and all this. Um, mm-hmm. So that was very like our entree into it. And this book was a series that was um, developed by Dungeons and Dragons, but it was its own kind of fantasy novel series that was like New York Times bestseller. It was like the whole thing. It was Tolkien taken to D&D nerd level. So okay. it, it, it did follow a lot of like fantasy tropes in that way. Um, but there was a character named Raceland, uh, a mage, who um, okay. his whole struggle, his arc was um, he was a neutral person. He wanted to stay neutral, but um, okay. the dark side kept like like eating at him. And he, and to, right. he was so frail. He was so physically frail and weak, but, mm-hmm. and because he gave up his strength for power, you know what I mean? So like, wow. and the power yeah. that he got, he, there was a cost to it. And the cost was, it, it kind of bronzed his skin and gave him these hourglass Ooh. eyes that made it made it so that whenever he looked at anything, he would see it aging instead of like he would see the end of it. <laughs> and I thought I was like, it's my my ring, my yeah, precious kind of thing. I was like, yeah, whoa, yeah. that's me. Shut up. Because <laughs> I always and uh, you know now as an adult who has gone through therapy and drugs and whatever. I understand that that is a trauma response of like, oh, yeah. a traumatized kid is is uh, attaching himself to a character that only sees the ends of things and can never, yes, you know, see like live in the present, live in the present, you know, and always worried about dreading about what 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 is to come, and 
anyway, so this is all to say I'm I'm not well as well, but <laughs> <laughs> but that was a piece of art that really like changed me into like oh this is my point of view. Like I think before that I was so lost, and when I saw yeah. these characters, like when I read about these characters or real people like. And Frank, I finally saw like other uh-huh. people going through a similar type of depression or similar type of like sadness, you know. And but it's also like very taste making. Taste making. Yeah, like it creates like so, like for you. Like I, the reason why I asked this because I feel like when I thought about mm. my own, it was like, oh, I see the origins of why my taste is. Ah, like this. okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like, I it's like not, sad, dark like, stuff. It's, <laughs> yes. And you also, I mean, like, you and I both like yeah, fantasy. Love fantasy. By the way, as a wreck, I would, I, as a wreck, I would highly recommend Real Time. Um, okay. Real time, I've been putting it off because Rosamund Pike looks crazy in that trailer, but is it she worth does. watching? Okay. All right. Yes. I'll give it's it a, a good go. series. I think that it's not nearly as deep or as expansive or as evocative mm. as the series as the book series but no yeah, yeah as a book series but no nothing's you know, gonna series, ever television series is ever, be, is ever be as good yeah. as any fa- fantasy series you know like everyone who has read dune and watched dune yeah. understands you know um i've read or watched neither so i don't know but <laughs> you <laughs> haven't seen dune <laughs> but i thought it was beautiful yeah. i've seen the oh, original okay. but i've never, I've never read, read the book, book either but so, but it's supposed to be one of the best fantasy Yeah, Eric loves ever. it. He's read it like four times. Yeah. So, but I will say that like Wheel of Time is up okay. there. It's very okay. good. It's very good. Like the costume, the thing, the world, the 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 people are all fantastic looking. <laughs> whatever you think fantastic about. Fantastic looking. Uh, whatever you, they're simply fantastic <laughs> looking, you know? Like Daniel Hennessy. Daniel There's Hen- like a, a shot with. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a shot with him shirtless, Ooh. like in that perfect Ooh. light, where like all oh, these oh. abs are. And he's fine. a very like soft, They're gentle fine. man. Yes. Ooh, it's like it's good. Don't go off the trailer. I don't. I haven't seen the trailer, but Rosamund is actually her face it looks is insane. crazy. I'm like, what is this? It's crazy, but she's she looks crazy. Like even in Gone Girl, like it's the yeah, same yeah. face. She kind of looks like an ice woman. Yeah. Yes, so that's what I mean. It like it does okay. kind of work out. Like she looks like a, like a Victorian bitch that would like pinch her cheeks to like Blush. you know add some color, yeah, <laughs> to hide the fact that she's she's got consumption. You know what I mean? Like some shit like that. She's got consumption. <laughs> you know, like that's like every bitch like that has consumption. Um, but yeah, I, it's just been interesting because like when you're talking about this, like oh yes, I can see this, especially with the diary. What about you? Stuff. Um. For me, I have like a very specific series. Like, I remember finding this book at a library garage sale called Betsy's mm. Wedding. And it's like a book. <laughs> it was, you know, it's a book that is of no importance. And it is a book from like right before World War mm. One. So it's like, I think the publishing is like 1908 or something. And I just remember being like, it's a hardcover cloth. It's got like weird uh, um, illustrations mm. in it. And it's about this girl who is a, trying mm. to be a writer. 
also gets married to like another small writer and he gets enlist he has to enlist into the army and she's like tr- she's a creative girl and she has to figure out how to be a housewife now she burns the food she does it's like it's like truly one of the most misogynistic heteronormative like bullshit uh-huh. books about a woman who's mm-hmm. creative trying to fit into this mold okay i read the it enti- was a kid's I, book I found like it- a ya book or like no. an adult book it was like it's like little oh, okay, Ingalls okay. yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. Like it's like kind of on that cusp. And this was the last I book see. in that series. And it turns out it's a whole book, bunch of books called Betsy uh-huh. something, Betsy and Tassie or something like that. Her friend. And it's a whole series of books of her growing up in Minneapolis. And there's like stuff about her friend who is German, especially with the First World War. There's a lot of animosity oh. towards quote unquote Krauts. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so okay. stupid. Uh, censor so that, stupid. Phil, if you need to. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, I really get into series. I love mm-hmm. series as well. So that book, along with, like, Anna Green Gables, which I mm-hmm. read the entirety of, I watched a CBC mm-hmm. production. Like, I'm really into those kind of, like, um, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Like, when I think about it, like, I really was into these stories of, like, very creative mm-hmm. young girls that mm-hmm. never fit in. And like somehow their optimism and creativity superseded how weird they were. Okay, yeah. It allowed people to. You, you, know you what saw I mean? yourself. And then, yeah, I did. Yeah, one hundred percent. Even though I am a very dark person, and there's like none of this that matches up. But it was like this was the small way yeah. I saw myself. This, and I remember distinctly watching on PBS Margaret Cho's Oh my god. Special. Margaret Cho's comedy special. Let me tell you, I was not allowed to watch Margaret Cho by my mom. And her first comedy special, it it blew my mind. I remember watching it and laughing so it was the first time I remember cuz like laughing out loud because I wasn't supposed to be watching cuz it, it was late mm. at PBS. But PBS was like the only cuz we mm. didn't have cable. So like we had a Zenith, like a wooden TV. <laughs> oh Zenith, my god! With the that you had to yeah. change the channels on. <laughs> the push you could buttons. not. It is like a little key, yeah push button. And the dials keyboard, that click. No remote. Yes, Did it have and VHF, that click. UHF? So like I had to. <laughs> yes, and I had to push those things, and so like I had to go up to it, and I remember standing there pushing it back and forth because sometimes the PBS channel wouldn't come in great, oh and on the god. table, and I just remember uh, on the, the antennas pushing it. And me like watching on that curved uh-huh. front screen, her yes. fat face, and just being like so close up and laughing, yes. and, and her laughing. doing her mom, and my mom, and she's like, Murat, yes, Murat, <laughs> and her saying like how it means it sounds like moron, but and, and I was yes. just like, that is so fucking funny, and I had never seen anyone like that before. I mean, I was 11. Yeah. I think it was like 10 or yeah, 11 when I watched this. Yeah, and it was fifth, like, right? Grade. Fifth grade. And it was like just that I just like, I just don't think I've, I remember watching it. I remember watching that, the first, my first keeping up experiences, all the BBC stuff. Because like on PBS, it would be like a, a like kind of a block of like culture. <laughs> so it would be like BBC, like it would be keeping up appearances with the bouquets. Um, Faulty mm. Towers, 
this like weird Canadian show about like a newsroom that was like very sophisticated and a lot of sex humor that I had no idea but I remember watching and being like oh this is uh, like bad but like I, you know what I mean yeah. like dangerous but I had no idea I, I still don't I've looked it up since and I don't know what it's called and then um, this Margaret Cho special and it wasn't that it was like I didn't have TV guide so it was like something I wow, happened upon that's so cool that's so cool that no one told you that's about what it. I mean just like uh, I just wow, found that's it that's awesome Remember when we met Can Margaret you Cho? It's like, and she, yes, and she wouldn't hug me. You, it's like, it's like that. She would not hug you. She would actively do not want to hug you. I'll never forget that. But she was so tiny. so tiny. She was so tiny. But like, I just remember, like, I mean, just seeing her in the middle of the night, like on PBS. Wow. It's like, it's like running into. An old friend, like at a place you don't expect. Yeah, you're like, oh, what are you doing in? You know what I mean? (laughs) What are you doing here? Do you operate ski? Bitch, like, (laughs) 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 but like, I just remember that, like, opening up my mind in a way where it's like, in a way that I didn't fully comprehend until many years later. What a gift! That like being funny, it was such a deep gift, and like. That to me is like the thing where like, when I look back and like my sort of affinity for like wayfish white women. <laughs> okay. You know. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Because I do. Um, it's like all starts there. Right. And like this fantasy. Like I do like this like kind of like quote unquote quirky outsider mm-hmm. lady. And then everything that Mar- Margaret yeah. Cho is. Raunchy. Wow. Weird. Unapologetically mm-hmm. like alt like. Cause she was, she was, weird. yeah, I was I mean, not she was on PBS for, for sure. Like it wasn't like, she wasn't like, um, like there's no version of her in contemporary culture because everything is already yeah. so splintered. But like, if you can imagine at a time when there was like network TV mm-hmm. was huge and this person of color was saying things that wasn't, that weren't even close no. to the mainstream Without trying to be actively dichotomous to what Korean Americans were portrayed as, yeah, yeah, supposed to do. So it's like not only was she not doing what she was supposed to do as a part of the modern minority, but inside of that, inside of the larger culture, she was also alt, alt as fuck, tattooed up, queer, bisexual, hanging out with trans prostitutes, like being in the gay community, gay gay men men loving her, like truly an icon. She was Kathy Griffin before Kathy Griffin. Yes, absolutely. Kathy Griffin. And may you never forget truly. it. Truly. <laughs> but it's truly like one of those things where I just was like, this is a language I understand. It was kind of, it was crazy. Like when you meet someone and you're the only person, like it'd be like if you only, you're the only person that speaks Esperanto. Ex- Esperanto, who? What is that? <laughs> is that a real language? Look it up. Oh my God. It, that is a real language. It was originally conceived of as supposed to be like the first international. Oh, language. it's supposed to be like global language. Oh, I remember yeah. this. Wasn't this like started in the two yes. thousands or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was. No, no, before that. But like, but yes. But like, but imagine if you're the only person that understands Esperanto, speaks Esperanto, and you're like in Greece, and then you come across someone that also speaks Esperanto <laughs> yeah. from the future. Whoa! And you're like, what? We all speak Esperanto. <laughs> 
Thank God I learned it. And it's like, and it's nothing to do. Yes. And it has nothing to do with the current culture. It has nothing to do with like where you're from. It's just like this language that you, you speak with someone else that also speaks this. And that's it. And it was like the first time to see someone that looks like me that align themselves with like a creative mm. perspective that had yeah. nothing to do with like where they were from. But who it had everything were. to do with yeah. like who they were. Yeah, really. She changed me and probably every Asian funny person working right now. That was into it. She yes. touched all of us. Yes. And that's why she was one of our first, if not first, kick ass Korean, I believe. Kick ass. Take that, Sandro. Yeah. Oh. Talked and gushed. Fuck off. <laughs> Sandro. Miss Sanderson. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, we hope you had a wonderful holiday. Thank you so much for listening. Check out the Patreon for all the hot tea. And uh, Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2022. Happy New Year. Bye.